So somewhere in the heart of our culture's Christmas traditions, there's a deep and a rich importance um, and important meaning around Christmas. We hear about family and we hear about real values. We hear about the real meaning of Christmas. And we know, all of us know, that it's more important than the jingles and the store deals and the presents under the tree. But putting our finger on the exact thing that makes it so special is really challenging without making it sound trite or fluffy. So my children's expectations have been raised for Christmas Day. There is, this is the one day of the year that's their absolute favorite day. It's the best day. On our year, yearly calendar, it is the day. Since November 12th this year, signs, decorations, and lights are all set up in preparation for the, this day, Christmas Day. There is no other day that's celebrated more here than this one. Families come together, dinners get larger, and so ironically does my waist, and we all get a little bit bigger, busier, and bigger. It's, it's fun, it's stressful, and it's valuable, and we wouldn't trade it for anything, would we? We wouldn't trade it for anything. But really, what makes it so valuable? Is there something that's awesome about Christmas. I mean, Elia came up to me the other day and she, she comes running out of school right at pickup time and I completely embarrassed her, poor girl. And I'm doing it again, but she's not here, so shh, don't tell her. Um, she's young enough, I can still do this. So she comes running out of school to me and she, she comes right up to me and she says, Daddy, I have a question for you. Whoa, okay, cool. Hey, how was your day? It was good, but I have a question. What's your question? Can Christmas be every day? And I was like, wow, okay. Could Christmas be every day? I mean, think about it. Could it be? If it's about like family, if it's about that celebration, about getting together, could Christmas be every day? If those are the important parts of Christmas, family and values and coming together to celebrate life, don't we end up condemning ourselves every day when the normal days aren't about family and celebrating life? They're just normal days. Could Christmas be every day? You know, I mean, if Christmas was, was every day, our dinner plates should always be gloriously full. Our tables should hear the different voices than, all, than those that live in the house, and the decorations of life should be joy-filled and celebratory. But why can't we live this all the time? We should be seeing this stuff every day, but you know what? We don't. We don't. Because it's not the way that life works. Christmas has to be about an ideal that we don't experience all the time. It's got to be something that, that sets a standard for us, where it's, there's an ideal. It's like, it's, it's, it's that. It's that, but, but we don't live it every day. So what are we celebrating? Why is Christmas the day in our year? It's the ideal day of the year. Because there are so many things we celebrate on Christmas. I mean, we celebrate the goodness in families. We celebrate the fact we are family. We celebrate the fact that we're alive. 
We celebrate that we have a community, even right here at Promise Church. While we celebrate these things, we celebrate the victory of the good and all that we hope for. Christmas is a celebration of, of all that we hope for. Philippians 4.8, uh, Philippians was written by the Apostle Paul, and Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. At Christmas, we try to apply this verse more than any other time of the year. This is the time of year that we concentrate and we say, okay, so what's, what's pure and what's true and what's good and what's honorable? We, we try to pull that out. We, we celebrate the innocence of children like we did earlier when we brought them up and we were like, wow, this, they're so valuable. The good gift giving of family. The things that we're so thankful for, we celebrate these things and families come together to praise the virtues we possess even if some of our virtues are harder to find than others. And so we try to think of the good things and we create, if but just for a moment, a picture of the ideal right there in our families. I mean, if, you're re if your real life is like mine in so many ways, we know that we have good days and we have rough days. We know that there are days where our children make us so proud. And then we have days where our children are lucky to be our children. <laughs> and we're like, okay, let's get through. We have, we have weeks in life where everything is going in the right direction. And then we have weeks in our life and sometimes days in our life where, where issue upon issue piles up or even worse, tragedy upon tragedy piles up and it darkens our very existence. Our reality has both good and bad in it. And we embrace the reality of life. We know that having uncles and aunts and cousins and our nieces and nephews and brothers and sisters, parents and friends over every day is not without pains and drama and struggles. But for Christmas Day, we gloss over that just to celebrate the ideal. We gloss over those struggles. We happily embrace those struggles just to embrace the ideal that our whole family and our friends and everybody, we come together and we celebrate it to show what's really on our hearts, that through all the drama and the struggles of family life, we really do want them around. We really do care and we really do love them. And it's really important. So on this day, we forgive them. We exchange gifts and we celebrate the good and the potential of the good. We hold on to the idea that this is valuable. And by experience, we know that this is valuable. We know it. But at Christmas, we dare to celebrate something even larger than that. Christmas is the celebration of the victory of God and all that is good. 
Christmas is the celebration of the victory of God and all that is good. That's why all of our family values come to climax in one day. It's a day where we attempt to push off the pressures of the normal pace and flow of life, and it's a day where we focus on the good and the God that defines the good. For some, it's harder because Christmas also reminds us of loss. Three years ago, my mother passed away at Christmas um, because of Alzheimer's. We'd expected it. She'd struggled with Alzheimer's for 12 years, and, uh, and it was progressively getting worse. But it was at Christmas that, that she passed away. Three years ago, we, we had a vigil overnight. All of our family were, was all there in one place as my mom passed away listening to Christmas carols. And we're reminded every year since then, we're reminded that our celebration is also joined with a sense of mourning. But in that day, there is still hope. There's hope in and of itself. Philippians 4, 8 again. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Christmas is a celebration of the victory of God and all that's good. As church people, which I am one of, we often think of Christmas as the celebration of Jesus' birth. We consider the narratives of Matthew and of Luke and discover how the story of Jesus was born, and that's extremely important. We consider how a baby was born into a common class of an occupied nation of the Jews. We think of, about the manger, and we think about the cows. I mean, my kid has a Christmas story from the perspective of the cows. Now, sadly, there are no translators, and so it's just moo, moo. <laughs> so it's, it's rough. Um, so we think about what they thought, what they felt like. We think about what the temperature was like. I mean, we've thought long about how, how long it took the, the wise men to travel from the east, when in reality, we don't even have enough facts because we don't know where they came from. How do you figure out how long it took somebody to get somewhere when you don't know where they came from? We've thought about the significance of the fulfillment of the prophecy. We've thought about the virgin birth. And, and we come at it from all kinds of factual perspectives. But still, it seems pretty small and trite that it was just a baby born a long time ago. Just a baby. I mean, how has this event spurned all the celebration for over 2,000 years across many and most cultures around the world? I want to pause for a second. In what countries have people in this community, in this room right now, celebrated Christmas in? Where have you celebrated Christmas? Let's hear a couple. If, I mean, we've got Canada. We know we've, we've some people in this room have celebrated Christmas in Canada, correct? We got that? Okay, good. So what other countries have people celebrated Christmas in? Show a hand and, and let's see. Anybody? Yeah, where? Germany and England? That's three. Okay, anywhere else? Okay, yep. The U.S. of A. Yep. Venezuela? And Brazil, that's six. Anybody else? Yep. Syria? And Jordan? That's eight. Yep. The Philippines. Yes. St. Martin, that's 10. The Dominican, that's 11. 
Cuba? Ah, oh, I was wrong. I don't even know where my wife is celebrated. Um, it's 11. I've celebrated in Ghana and Brazil. That's 12. Pardon me? Brazil was covered. 11. Of course. Um, Lebanon. Lebanon. Pardon me? Egypt. Excellent. In Jamaica, yes. Yes. So I think we're at like 15 or 16 different countries in this room that we've celebrated. How did this baby being born, we celebrate all over the world. All over the world. And I mean, I got to celebrate in Brazil. In Brazil, did you know they set off fireworks in Brazil? In 1998, I was, I was in Brazil where they're setting off fireworks on Christmas Day, and it was so amazing. It starts at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon where fireworks just randomly start going off all over Sao Paulo. And I'm like, at first, I wasn't ready for it because nobody that I was with told me, even though they lived there, they didn't think that they wanted to tell me. So all of a sudden, I start hearing pop, pop, too. And I'm just like, oh, shoot, people are dying. Like, this is not good. <laughs> No, no, Rob, it's just fireworks. So at the nighttime, we're up on the 16th floor of this, of this condo where, where my friends lived. We're on the 16th floor, and we've got Roman candles, and we're shooting them out the window. And uh, this is Brazil. It's awesome. And we're having so much fun, and fireworks are coming off of the buildings everywhere, and it's just wonderful. And, uh, and I've got my little Roman candle. This is the first time I've ever held a Roman candle in my life. And so I light it up. And, uh, and it goes, and then nothing. And I'm like, okay. So what do I do? I, I wily coyote it, right? Like, what's going on down there? <laughs> and it's dark. There's no smoke, no sound, no flame. I realize that I'm being completely stupid at the moment. And so I guess I just like turned it slightly and all of a sudden the thing just popped. The fireball just blew right by my face, shrapnels all over. All I see is white and then nothing. <laughs> and then apparently the fireball hit the windowsill on the top and then just drew, draw, uh, fell all the way down to the ground. And, uh, and, and here I am holding this thing and like it's shooting again and I'm like, ah, <laughs> shooting it out the window now. This is my safe, happy celebration of Christmas in Brazil. This was wonderful. Um, since then, the idea, never mind, I'm not talking about my Roman candle at Wurtz. Um, but this is, this is celebrating Christmas. How did a baby being born do this? How did this happen? So we celebrate this one baby's birth not because the baby was born or because the baby was born in a manger in an occupied nation of the Jews. But we celebrate because of who that baby is. This baby is not just a baby. This baby was present at the creation of the world. This baby was whose form humanity took on. This baby was the logic and the reason for the entire creation. This baby is God himself abandoning all of his fancy power and subjecting himself to human life, a fleeting moment. Bridging the divine, the divide between the divine and the human. This is how, this baby is how an unknowable, an untouchable, an unseeable God becomes intimate, knowable, touchable, and seeable. 
This baby brings the start of hope back into the lives of all humans because this baby is the infinite within the finite. We celebrate the finite once, finally, once again, touching infinite skin, blood, bone, and smiles. That's the magic of Christmas right there. The finite touching the infinite in skin, blood, bone, and smiles. The God who created us, who is by nature inaccessible to us, who is distanced by us and distorted by us, has become one of us. The God who makes all things right again has made his way into our chaos and brings order to it. The God who loves comes to exemplify the very definition of the word. Jesus is the reason for Christmas. Christmas is the celebration of the victory of God and all that is good. The story of Jesus is the victory over evil. It's a story we find ourselves still in. Every year, we ramp up for Christmas Day. And sometimes, we lose the vision and the majesty of the day because other values that are so good easily become the central focus. Other values that we celebrate, that, like the effort it takes to create the wonderful food that we will eat with family. The values and, and the ideals we've given ourselves for what the world will look like while we see all that God has promised is fulfilled. So we set Christmas Day up to look like the day that we actually look forward to. The day that we actually anticipate. The day when Jesus will return, when finally all wrongs will be made right and comes to live us w- with us once again. When God lives with us, skin, blood, bone, smiling, talking, and visible. In Christmas, in Christmas Day, in the story of the first Christmas, we have a strong hope. We have a strong hope. We celebrate a great story. So this Christmas, we live in a time of opportunity. We live in a time of opportunity when in this moment in history, we we can have a relationship with the creator God through the person Jesus. God can be known, and we know him through scripture and the Holy Spirit working inside of us. This is what it is to be Christian. To know God through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit and the word. That's what it is to be Christian. To know God through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit and the word. This Christmas in your home, lean into your celebration. Lean into it. Through the pains and sorrows you might carry through past experiences you have, we have a reason to celebrate. The reason we have to celebrate is that Jesus is the, fi- is the infinite putting on finite skin, where we have the connection with God. Christmas is the story of what we look forward to. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish. It's a future hope. 
but will have everlasting life. Christmas is a future hope that we live coming up in two days that foreshadows the hope that we have that our entire faith is built around. What's coming up as we share presents, as we give gifts to each other, we foreshadow the greatest gift that God has ever given and the greatest gift that God will give.